This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Tough road ahead for the Eagles. Three straight road games starting with this weekend at the Minnesota Vikings. They accomplished something pretty significant there in Minnesota a couple of seasons ago, but they're not facing the Patriots this week. They're facing the Vikes. I got the voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese, joining me as he does every morning. Merrill, good morning. Something that stood out yesterday at Doug Peterson's press conference was when looking at the tape, it's never as good as you think it is or as bad as you think it is. But that being said, the Eagles do have to improve and specifically in offense. What did you make of Doug's comments yesterday? Well, first of all, you you said something about Minnesota. It's going to be an amazing feeling to go back there for the first time since the Super Bowl and go into that broadcast booth and look out and just kind of rekindle that moment that occurred several years ago when the Eagles captured Super Bowl 52. That will never go away. And I think even for our listeners and viewers, that same feeling will prevail when they see the team at that stadium where they did conquer the Patriots. But as far as yesterday was concerned, it's always nice when you can absolutely annihilate a team. And the Eagles did bury the Jets 31-6. to When you can win like that and still have room to be self-critical. And that was the case. Doug said they didn't play offense the way they should be playing offensive football. That they were somewhat out of sync. That they took too many penalties. But uh, we will work on these things and we will move on. Uh, there's not much you, you could say about the defense other than wow. No, I totally agree. Wow is a perfect way to describe it. They they were simply awesome on Sunday. Uh, one person, one player that really could help the Eagles going forward, Merrill, is Deshaun Jackson, who's missed pretty much all of the last four games with that abdominal issue. Uh, it's it's kind of to, to me. It's it's just it's kind of interesting and bizarre because he, he came back to the Eagles after being away for five years. He had that amazing first game, and then he pretty much has been injured since, and it's kind of felt like the same way it did the past five years, is that he's not really there. Uh, you know, how badly do they need him? Well, I think they have enough depth at wide receiver. I think you're going to see uh, more deep balls go to Nelson Aguilar, who has great speed. You have Alshon Jeffrey back from his injury. You're going to see more of Mac Hollins. You may see more of J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who hardly played in the last game. And, of course, you have the two tight ends, both of whom are good targets. And Zach, uh, of course, uh, Zach Ertz is one of the most prolific pass-catching tight ends in the National Football League. He had 116 receptions last year. And just this past week, he had a couple of critical catches, including one for a touchdown. So I don't think it's critical that you get Deshaun Jackson back right now, although he would always add to the offense. The thing about Deshaun and the thing about this injury is it is a pulled abdomen. Abdominal strain is what they call it. And you do not want him to go back and exacerbate that injury. And I think, and they're not saying it, and and for all I know, he could be out there this Sunday or he could be out there for the Dallas game. But if indeed Deshaun Jackson only healed and you would be very conservative with this injury and came back after the bye, and you had him down the stretch run and into the playoffs, that would be great. But the big thing is to get him back and get him back where 
that injury is behind him, and there's no chance of re-injuring it. Another way that can maybe improve the offense, Merrill, is to maybe, and, and I, I've listened to every one of your broadcasts so far this year, you are really a big fan of what you call thunder and lightning, Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders, and they've done a nice job distributing the carries between the two, but Jordan Howard has been a little more effective, especially in the north-south department, and Doug kind of hinted yesterday that maybe it's trending more towards him being the feature back. What do you think of that? Do you want to continue to see an even distribution, or do you think that maybe Jordan Howard should be getting a little more carries? Well, Doug said something else, too, and he said you go with the hot back. So if Jordan Howard comes out and, say, he pounds away and isn't exactly uh, blasting away for 14 yards or, or 12 yards on successive carries, and let's say Miles Sanders comes in and he has a hot game, then you stay with the hot back. He's the one who prevails in terms of his amounts of carry. And that's what you do right there. You stay with the hot back. I don't think we have seen anything near the Miles Sanders we're going to see in weeks and seasons ahead. He is a very gifted running back, and he is still in the learning stage of his craft at this level. And as far as Jordan Howard is concerned, he is everything you hoped he would be when you acquired him from the Bears. He certainly has been. Uh, Speaking of running backs, Darren Sproles is week to week with that quad injury that he suffered against the Jets. Uh, In Doug terms, week to week usually means that he probably won't be ready for the upcoming game. So we'll, I mean, we'll see the official status later on, but it wasn't a promising distinction yesterday to call Sproles week to week. And Merrill, I think that hurts the Eagles a lot in their punt return game because Sproles, even at his age, has still been very effective. And Corey Clement the other day had that miscue on the punt return. How, how, uh, how worried are you about their punt return game? I'm not. Uh, of course, you're talking about Darren Sproles, one of the best return men in the history of the National Football League. But I'm not pointing a finger at Corey Clement. And I'm not even sure he made a mistake because there was a, a lot of talk about the fact that the ball may have touched another eagle downfield first, and Corey Clement was trying to do a heads-up thing because if it touched an eagle and touched him even in the back of the foot, it's a free ball, and he leaped up and tried to save it at that point. I don't think he'd made a mistake. I think he's a very bright football player, bright guy, and a ball player, and I think he was trying to save a play. If you look at it over and over, you're really not sure if it came off an an eagle and Corey was trying to save a play. And, of course, as it ended up, it was a turnover and the Jets scored, but they were down 100 to nothing at that point, so it didn't mean anything. Clement was really good, Merrill, a couple of seasons ago when the Eagles won the Super Bowl, had a huge role in the Super Bowl, had a touchdown in the Super Bowl. And and we were thinking after that season that he was really going to continue to mature and get better and develop and become really this kind of like, you know, kind of not not lucky, but what a find by Howie Roseman, undrafted guy, local guy, and he, and he big play in the Super Bowl, and then really a, a fine young career with the Eagles. But he's been he's dealt with so many injuries since then, and and he really hasn't developed into a player. A lot of people were hoping that he would. What what do you make of Corey Clement? See, I th- I think he will 
follow those lines. He's still a very young football player, and last year he did suffer an injury at Dallas that wiped out the rest of his season. But he's healthy now, and I still think that Corey Clement is a very valuable football player, and he will get more action now that Darren Sproles is out. But he, uh, I, I would not discount his abilities in any way. Uh, he's still developing, and he's still a good player, and he's capable of making the plays he made in that Super Bowl. And I got one more for you, Merrill. Uh, the Eagles have three straight road games coming up, Vikings, Cowboys, Bills. Uh, it's it's uh, unusual for a team to have three straight road games, three consecutive weeks, even even with no bye in between it. Have, have you ever experienced that before with the Eagles? Boy, I can't remember, but I have certainly been around when the schedule hasn't been fortuitous. But... Doug is not overly concerned with the fact that they have these three road games again and then the Bears and then the bye. Because if you look at the way this schedule winds up, in the last weeks of the schedule, after the bye, the Eagles have only one road trip, and that's to Miami. And that should be, uh, you, you could send half the team and probably beat the Dolphins. So that's that comes late in the season. Other than that, there are home games, and there's a bus trip to New York and a train ride to Washington. And again, if you look at that last part of the season, once you get by New England and Seattle, it all favors the Eagles. Well, maybe it could definitely help them when it comes to the standings in December. Merrill, thank you for the time as always. We'll get your thoughts tomorrow on what the coordinators have to say later today down at the Novacare Complex. See you, Dave. Voice of the Eagles, Merrill Reese. Okay. Picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.